In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Be seated. By the angel's word, Saint Mary now carries the long-promised child in her virgin womb. And when she goes to visit her relative Elizabeth, Mary receives a threefold blessing. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. God had chosen Mary. In her womb, the divine word became flesh and dwelt among us. Elizabeth knows that God alone blesses. So by the Holy Spirit's inspiration, she confesses the truth about Mary. Blessed are you among women. Out of his abundant love and mercy, God had chosen this particular woman named Mary to be the one to bear his own son. So Elizabeth sees what God has done, and then she confesses that this is the Lord's blessing. And this is what we Christians do when we look at the world. We see God's blessing and goodness, and we say, there, that's one of God's gifts. God has done it. Done it. Let us give him thanks and praise. When you saw the other day, the rains that came to the dry land, you said, God has brought his blessing to us. When you see the food set before you on your table, you say, thanks be to God. But now there comes a better miracle than rain on dry land or food on a table. A better miracle than breath in your lungs. God himself lives in Mary's womb. The creator of the universe has become a creature. The one who gives Mary breath now receives breath from her. And Mary is blessed because Jesus is with her. Just as today and all those who belong to the church are also blessed. Not because of who they are, but because Christ dwells in his church. Jesus comes to this place according to his promise. The glory that Mary receives is because of her Lord's gift because of the greatness and goodness of her Lord. And so we hear the second blessing. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, not just the promised Savior. This child within Mary is the Lord God himself. It is as the prophet Isaiah had said, the Lord has given his sign. The virgin has conceived and born a son and has called his name Emmanuel, that is, God with us. The child in Mary's womb 
is God with us. Jesus is true God and true man, united forever in one person. Since she is the mother of Jesus, the church thus rightly gives Mary the title Mother of God, or in the Greek, Theotokos, the God-bearer. But this title isn't really about Mary. It tells us about the nature of the person she carries in her womb. The world had been waiting for this person, for this man. The Old Testament is full of types and shadows and promises of his coming. And the people always heard, the day of the Lord is coming. And yet, the day of the Lord is not yet. But now, now the time for types and shadows of good things to come is ended. Carried beneath Mary's heart is God himself. The seed of the woman that God had promised to Adam and Eve in in Genesis is now planted in the virgin soil of St. Mary's womb. At the right time, he would crush the serpent's head. In the fullness of time, when all the world was long pregnant with the expectation of the Messiah, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. This great mystery is not simply that God has taken on human flesh, but why? The Son of God has taken on the flesh of Mary in order that Mary and every one of you who is in Christ would receive adoption as sons of the Father. This is the glory that you receive because of your Lord's gift, because of the greatness and goodness of your Lord. In the waters of holy baptism, Jesus has given you that adoption. And so by that washing, you are blessed. You bear your Lord's name. And just like it was for pregnant Mary, wherever you go, Jesus goes with you. But this blessing of God isn't automatic. His blessing must be received by faith. Faith which he also gives. And so by God's grace, you are blessed with the faith to receive his promises. Just so Mary is blessed as she who believed what the Lord had spoken to her. She is blessed because the Lord has given her faith. Luther writes that Mary's confession distinguished her as more advanced than all the vaunted theologians of the church. The simple statement she made at the angel's word. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. 
Let it be to me according to your word. That is the language of faith. The faith that God had given to Mary grasps the Lord's promises. And those promises are coming to fulfillment for her and even in her. Inside her own body lives the promised fulfillment. Now she cherished and trusted that word all her life, though the fulfillment was living in her womb. The greater fulfillment would come by what he would do. The fulfillment of the Lord's word would pierce her soul with a sword as she witnessed the horror and shame of her son's crucifixion. But as Jesus is despised and rejected by men, he is exalted by his father. He who is mighty took on the humble estate of a servant, doing great things not only for his virgin mother, but for you and for all. Bearing the sins of the whole world to death in his body on the tree. And so there, at her son's death, St. Mary held a vigil and watched. She witnessed her son carry her sins to the cross and die for them. She stood by as they took down his lifeless body and processed to the borrowed tomb. At his death, Jesus spoke to his mother. He commended Mary into St. John's care and commanded him to love her as his own. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. Now, I'm told by one of my professors at the seminary that there's a chapel in the center of a Lutheran retirement home in St. Louis. This chapel is filled with stained glass windows and intricate mosaics. In one of its windows, you see depicted a woman kneeling before the altar, being communed by her pastor. The pastor, dressed in a chasuble, is placing Christ's body into the woman's mouth. It is a depiction of the church's life, of a member receiving her Lord's gifts. But if you get closer, you can read the inscription below, Mary and St. John the Apostle. This artist has depicted St. Mary as a member of the church, receiving her Lord's body from the, from the hand of her pastor, the Apostle John. John has taken Mary to his own home. So we aren't told, but we can ask the question, what did Mary do after the resurrection and ascension of her Lord? Well, she went to where she knew Jesus could be found. She went to the church. On Pentecost, the apostles receive the Holy Spirit and preach and baptize. And the baptized congregation is devoted to the apostles' writings, to the prayers, to the fellowship, and the sacrament of the altar. Now, in giving us the story of Pentecost, St. Luke's St. Luke makes a point 
of including Mary in those gathered saints. So it makes sense that that stained glass artist would include Mary kneeling before her Lord's altar, receiving the body of her Savior. There, her faith is nourished and strengthened. There, her sins are forgiven. There, she receives Jesus. The one who had dwelt for nine months in Mary's womb now dwells miraculously in the bread and wine. And he continues his work on her behalf. So you also will do as Mary did before you. You gather at your Lord's altar. You receive your Lord's body and blood into your open mouth. And so once again on this day, the Lord confounds the wise and the proud, and he fills the humble with good things. For you receive into your own body the very one who inhabited Mary's womb. And in this, you imitate her faith. Though in this world you may be despised and forsaken for the faith that you profess, you have been given the best gift of all. For within you, within your own heart and flesh, by his own word of promise and gift, dwells your God. And so you also say with Mary, the mighty one has done great things to me, and holy is his name. And then, as you return to your homes, you cherish and keep God's word in your heart. You rejoice in God's rich blessings. You wait for the final fulfillment of the Lord's word. And you sing and magnify God's holy name. For you are blessed. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.